0: doesn't want to go yet, he says, wait till I see that final second,
1: who's going to argue with Terry? he wins most of those, Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Orleans, 46-10, to 10, the final.
0: Welcome to the 4D Experience, deep dives with Dan and Drew. Well, that Bears intro is getting more and more depressing as we go on in this
1: Bears season. Farther and farther (laughs) and farther away from anything resembling what that shot looks like. Oi! I can't say I'm surprised, though. I
0: I just... We
1: shouldn't, Dan, we shouldn't be surprised. That's, you know, almost... I went into it thinking... With a full week's game plan, maybe they find lightning in a bottle. That's called being a Chicago Bears fan. You Correct. have that hope. You have the hope. And then you just get completely you're, destroyed. You're dragged down to reality again mentally every Mentally destroyed. Staring at the ceiling, counting the kernels again. Just after like the double doink. Dan, you remember what I did after that? I didn't come out of the I remember. The okay. If we're getting to the double doink.
0: I was positive going into that. I was like, I believe he can make it. And I was told to shut up because I I even said when the
1: ball was in the air, I said, We're home. Mm. But anyway, if you haven't seen the debacle that happened in Cleveland, uh, maybe go watch it just so at least you know what we're talking about or watch parts of it. But we're about to get into this thing. It, it's it's fire everybody day, Dan. I I, I I normally am not like this. I am not in this type of headspace, but fire everybody. What, a, what an absolute colossal failure on the offensive side of the ball today. So and, and what or kind missed. of Armageddon we're
0: talking about here? I mean, it's 26 to 6, which doesn't look necessarily like an Armageddon score. It's 20 points. There have been bigger blowouts in NFL football history, Correct. including the game that we just
1: introed with. The, the Monday night game against the Packers where I think it was 55 to 10 or it was a Sunday night national broadcast. I mean, that was, that was probably the lowest embarrassing thing that I've seen as a bear fan. Um, But offensively, but that that score shows how actually balls out the defense played for three and a half quarters until they finally broke because they were the only unit that was functional.
0: Well, if there's a game, that if you were telling someone that had no idea what the Chicago Bears were or anything about their history, this game you can use as kind of a footprint or a fingerprint to the Bears franchise since I've been alive.
1: Yeah, for 70 years, this is what it's looked like. Good defense,
0: awful offense, and by the time the bad offense breaks the back of the defensive effort that's put out there.
1: Uh, not to say that the Bears defense was perfect. No, there, there were flaws. There were total flaws, but... You saw some really good things. We saw a Robert Quinn real actual sighting for, I think, the first time since he's been here. He's honestly, he's played He's had a really well good, good year. year so far. Yeah. We saw Khalil Mack, uh, even though he got kind of dinged up in the game, at least he came back, but he was seen and a factor. Again, and we saw about that. We saw Jalen Johnson continue to play really well for the most part on the island at the corner position, at the one corner position. Roquan Smith Roquan
0: Smith still leading team in tackles, doing his thing. Playing really well,
1: stuffing some run stuff. Akeem Hicks played well. I do
0: want to shout out Blackson, who had another half sack. hes uh, I didn't know who he was three weeks ago. Yeah, now we know who he and is. And now he keeps appearing on that stat sheet, so good for him. That's great. And
1: all of this is done without Eddie Goldman uh, still. Are we going to see I don't know.
0: Eddie Goldman in a Bears uniform I again? I sure hope so. I don't know really what like is to... going on with him.
1: I don't know. You know, but you know, there were downsides to the defense. You know, Eddie Jackson had that long Kareem Hunt run at the end. You know, it'd be nice if you wanted to make a tackle there, but
0: before we brag on the Bears yeah, yeah, too much, yeah.
1: uh, we do have to give
0: some credit to the actual Cleveland Browns. They're they're not the oh, Browns no. that people remember. This is this is fantasy
1: football. Find your Cleveland Browns.
0: This is a very good Cleveland Browns team who hung with uh Kansas City for week one. They're Planning on
1: going places. They think they are potentially winning the AFC if they can get past Kansas City. Yes, uh,
0: and and Kansas, Kansas City
1: actually looks more vulnerable this I, year than they have in just long about to say that. Time. Yeah,
0: Kansas City is not looking the juggernaut that everybody thought they were. So they're particularly, getting
1: there. particularly on defense. Yeah.
0: So I, this Cleveland Browns team is coming to play every day. They have weapons on offense. They have, obviously have weapons on defense, which we'll get to in a second. Um I, I do also want to give a shout-out to Cairo Santos for, A, hitting the two field goals, but he's made 31 straight. I was going to say, he, I, he. when's the last time he missed one? And long time opening ago. this up with the Cody Parky double-doink. Yeah. Let's shine you, 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 a bright you, you, light on Cairo the Santos. The one thing
1: job. this organization has done positively is they backed into, like totally like Bass Ackwards backed into their kicker. But yeah. they found him. Yeah. However they found him, they found him.
0: So, shout out to you, Cairo Sanchez, for doing your job and doing it well.
1: Um, Leading the team in points. That's
0: uh, sad, but yes, true. Um, I know. <laughs> offensively, there's really not much to talk about here. Uh, although, I please, Drew, give me the pleasure of reading this stat line. Uh, Justin Fields uh, got his first start. Uh, he played the entire game. No other switching in. Nick Foles was our backup. Uh, Dalton being out with the injury. Fields goes six for 20 for 68 yards. No TDs, no interceptions. Three carries for 12 yards. Sacked nine times for 67 it's yards. That is
1: the Cutler game in, in if, New York.
0: If you're doing the math here, pass for 68, sacked for a loss of 67, that means he had a net passing yard total un. of one. Let, let me give you some Spanish. Es la un. That's, mind-blowingly enough, that's not even a record. Uh, Not even in this century. I think the Titans in like 20, uh, it was several years ago, had negative seven. I'm sure that that's totally possible. So, Mm -hmm. uh, as a bomb, it's just the abomination that this was, passing-wise, not a record. okay. But, yeah, still not
1: Let's just get to where I think we're all eventually going to get to when it comes to the offensive side of the ball here. I came into the game thinking, again, as we talked about, maybe with a full week's worth of game plan, we'd be interested to see what your offensive supposedly guru head coach that you brought in, that was what he was sold to us as, was going to bring to the table. And what you saw was probably like the worst possible game plan against that defensive line because you saw trap runs, which take forever to develop you saw play action in non-play action situations where that fake wasn't going to fool a damn person. You know, when you're second and 11 and you run a zone read fake, nobody's buying that. Or on third and 15, when you run a zone read fake, nobody's buying that. You had Justin Fields stationary. No pocket movement, no screen passes. Again, to your point about tight ends, still haven't seen non-existent that position doesn't exist no screen passes when you went and got out damian williams who can actually run in space you got david montgomery probably one of the better pass catching running backs in the league and you're not using that pause on that you have a rookie quarterback in Against a pass rush
0: that features Davion Clowney and Miles Garrett, correct? And you don't roll out the pocket. You don't half the field. Forget, forget even that. Forget even that. If you, if you, as a coaching staff, don't have confidence in Justin Fields for whatever reason, I don't know what they're seeing in practice. Whatever. If you don't have confidence, explain to me how David Montgomery gets
1: ten carries. Ten. What are you doing? Be- because half the carries were these zone read things that never happened because they didn't even have enough time to get the fake off. I think I saw a stat. He had, on average, on average, 0.7 seconds to get the ball out. Well, that's
0: a whole other... There's a there's a lot that goes into this offensive failure. Uh, 0.7
1: seconds. Yeah. That's hike
0: ball gone. So there, there's a lot to break down here. And I, I think we should start honestly at the top as much as, and as much as Nagy is bears the brunt of this because he's the one that the, has to the answer game for it, plan, but this is roster construction. I think I know where you're going. Ryan pace needs to be the first one on the chopping block here. I know absolutely. a lot of people's anger goes towards Matt Nagy and we'll get there, but Ryan for, Pace for
1: neglecting the offensive line for neglecting the offensive line alone, a lot, Yeah. Forget, forget the wide receivers who clearly no one respects. The most important position on your offensive line is being manned by a 39 year old who was on the street three weeks ago. I don't know what else I can say. I guess if Ryan Pace was here on
0: this podcast, and if Ryan Pace, for whatever reason, comes across this podcast, that you would are mean mo- he would actually
1: want to meet somebody you outside are more than of like the the protected bubble media that he does. You're more than welcome to come on this podcast, Ryan Pace, but. Uh, I he guess Ryan Pace would say
0: he tried. He gave a good faith effort and tried with Tevin Jenkins and, and Borum. Um, hurt. And you knew
1: one was hurt. The other one is unfortunate.
0: Yes. You can't You can't. So you're two five plays potential tackles that would get playing time, including one that would start at left tackle, both injured and gone. So if Ryan Pace was here, I'm sure he'd be like, hey, I knew that was an issue. I tried to address
1: it. It just Doesn't happen sometimes. And you did the classic Ryan Pace thing. You traded up to get a guy that you wanted because you thought the ceiling outweighed the floor again. Here's my other Ryan Pace. And if you want to use the
0: draft and defend Ryan Pace, it's like, well, he tried to get a couple of tackles. Okay, fine. Here's my second point on Ryan Pace. No free
1: agents. No no money. There were a ton of wide receivers available. A ton of them. The guys you've signed, Jermaine Effetti. Mr. False Start, Mr. Holding Penalty, Mr. Olay, straight to the quarterback. I haven't seen that guy do a, a good block most of this year. Poor Justin Peters, who's going to go into the – as a Hall of Famer. But like I said, he's 39 and he was on the
0: street a month ago. He's not a Hall of Famer because of his Bears.
1: No! This is – this is tarnishing what probably is a really, really nice resume. It's a very orlando Pace type of situation. Of course! But the uh, fact that you, like, when we first did our first, like, could you play tackle? I might <laughs> want to go play tackle. I still think the one ad should be out there somewhere. If you're not posting it on LinkedIn, Ryan, what are you doing?
0: Well, since we're on offensive line, let's continue with offensive line for a second. I'm going to skip Matt Nagy for a second and go down the offensive line coach. What schemes do you have in place? And I, I don't know if this is a collaboration between him, the offensive coordinator, and him and Matt Nagy, but... At some point, you're setting up, and Olin Cruz pointed this out beautifully on the after show, you have five offensive linemen, yes? they The Browns set up a five-man front against you. You were literally, and you had an empty backfield. You didn't have one running back.
1: Or no, a tight end. No tight end. Why are you playing nothing, four wide receivers the entire which game? Which means you're
0: going man up on an on a offensive line. That has two pro bowlers. That has two studs. studs. Absolutely. So they're going one-on-one,
1: whoever they're matched up against. That's a horrible game plan. You you, you, you gave them no help. You left them on an island. And again, you didn't ship anybody. You, did, you, you see didn't it. have any. They didn't have to blitz, but you had no blitz pick. You see either. it every week on the other side of the ball. What do teams do to You're Khalil to Mack? Back. They chip
0: him with a running back, a tight end, the tackle. The, it's they three guys. Him. They sh- slide
1: the line to him. Or run at him. Do you learn nothing? Or how about running at it? Run at, run away from speed, run at pressure. Yeah, let him run up the field and run right by him. Correct. Yes.
0: Are you not watching? Now, now, this is where I'll get to Matt Nagy and his press conferences, which he finally took accountability for. But let, let me him talk t- himself out of his job as but, far as I'm concerned. Here's my issue with Matt Nagy and press conferences is he'll always say, he gets out of these the day of the game by saying like, well, we'll check the tape and we'll learn the why. You're done. You're done
1: enough. Did you not see your prized quarterback that you also traded half your team away for to go get? Laying almost like the last sack. Now, eight of them should have been enough. Why the hell, when you had no mathematical chance Are you going for it on fourth and 10 to make sack number nine happen? That's completely unnecessary. What are you, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to, you think that at at the end of this, I have one more magic play that might do something. It's a little late for that. So if you've been listening to
0: (sighs) this podcast, particularly, you know, Drew and I conflict on how we feel like Justin Fields should progress and whatever, and where he should be at. But this game.
1: Oh no! This was this was your fear. This was completely, this was, ex- he this was, was 15 exactly fifteen times. This is exactly your fear. Put freaking Nick Foles in. Well, if Dalton can't go. If, if it's if it's that bad, Put that's that's different. That's if this is your game. Plan, I, I did not think it was going to be that bad based on if, the, the Cincinnati game, if where you wanna, they actually blocked if it. If you
0: want to start Justin Fields, we play the Lions next week. Start him there then.
1: Right. Nick Foles plays this week against the Browns because he's going to get hit 15 times. Well, if if, if again, but if that was going to be your game plan, that we're just going to put our offensive line on an island and give no help and do nothing schematically, have no max protection, have no two-man routes. I mean, I know that those aren't fun. They're not fun to draw up when it's one guy runs this way and one guy does a big L. And that's the concept. That's boring, I get it. It's not, ooh, this guy goes over here and does a figure eight and that guy runs a Y post and this guy runs a a ZX route, you know, and there's 8,000 ways to make the play call. But come on, this this is what you had a week to cook up. If this is your best, you're fired. No ifs, ands, or buts
0: about it, you're fired. Let me be very clear about something before I get to another point here. Um, I agree. I think Ryan Pace needs to be the first one to go. I believe Matt Nagy should be the second, second one to, to go. go and then his assistants and such should follow in successive order. Well, and that's fine. You
1: can actually keep Bill Lazor cuz he actually at least knows how to adapt to, no, I want to some person. Done. I want him gone too. Well, fine. I, but, I want them yeah. No, well, I, clean slate. Clean slate protocol. No, no, it, after this after the end of the season when they actually will should do it. Yes. In the middle of a season that's a tough, really tough ask. I, I am although I agree that that head should roll. I'm
0: going to put on my objective, unbiased hat for just a second here, my non-Chicago Bears fan hat, and I I will say this for Matt Nagy, uh, he probably looks at his roster right now and goes, I don't have wide receivers that can really challenge none of these corners. They went out and got three different wide receivers, and they still the, the guys work. that they had on the roster they cut. They didn't get. Kenny Galladay they they missed on a bunch of true
1: number one number two wideouts they are in kind of cap hell too and what put them in cap hell trading up for guys and overpaying free ages because you had no drafting so we go back to Ryan Pace correct which is fine
0: so but again if you're Matt Nagy looking at this if you're looking at your roster you have no one that could beat
1: anybody over the top so so, so nobody nobody's speaking up Darnell Mooney today huh no, no, I don't even have him on my outline. <laughs> no, but the, because, but, but that's what they say when they, when they, when they ask you about the wide receiving position. Darnell Mooney was a fifth round draft pick. Look at, look at what the job we did. You go to the Detroit Lions right now. I agree with you. I mean, no, trust me, and, I, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. And talk with you. to any of their cornerbacks or secondary. I, I'm I, I making the point that, um, the hypocrisy of what comes out when these guys talk is just in, inane and insane. I guarantee you, if you walk
0: into the secondary room at the Detroit Lions right now as they watch film, they're like, I they're not scared of any of our wide receivers. Even the great no. Allen Robinson. They're just like, we don't fear any one
1: of them. Alan Robinson looks like a a, a three, a, a functional yeah. three. Yeah. Now, granted, he had some some nice effort. Um, the the most productive offensive play, and the only thing that makes okay. gives me any hope. P.I., right? Was the, was the defensive pass interference that was an interception, by the way. But, my God, what a nice-looking ball from number one. <clears throat> I'll also say this. It's like, when it was just here, I'm going to heave it. And that thing went, what, 60 yards in the air? I'm like, woo, yeah. that's pretty. Oh, crap, it got picked. Wait, there's a flag. <laughs> yeah. So the, the other thing that
0: I'll say for Nagy, if, again, he was here. And, again, Matt Nagy, you're welcome to come on here. Uh, but for Matt Nagy, I'll say this. It's like the studio's people open. People are you know saying his play calling is play calling his play calling. Uh, so on and so oh, forth. Oh, you could have so done on.
1: some things, you could have done some things schematically that could have helped. You could have run a bit of I hate to say it, the Mitch Trubisky playbook from the end of last year. When oh by the way, he wasn't calling plays anymore. You roll out play action fake. That's a believable play action fake. None of this zone read. I watch Pat Mahomes. He doesn't just stand in the pocket. Okay. With Pat Mahomes, there's
0: several differences.
1: No, but I know that. But you're not calling the plays like, it's not schemed that way. And, oh, by the way, you also have a tight end in Travis Kelsey that kind of opens up a whole lot of other things. You know what I'd be worried about? But but here's the thing and you, to your point about wide receivers, i saw some of the quarterback views on a lot of those sacks. He had nowhere to go. There was nobody that they I would can't say get separation. No, there was no separation from any of them. Yeah. So and when you only have two maximum if you're lucky, 2 seconds to make a decision. What else
0: can you do? No, for sure. No, absolutely well and that's the other thing for Matt Nagy is, like, what can I do with an offensive line I don't really have a whole lot of faith in?
1: You can – there are some things schematically you can do. You can bring in your blocking tight end, take one wide receiver off the field, make at least an well, extra Well, Jimmy Graham end. ain't that. So no, now Jimmy Graham to, is not that.
0: No, I'm not, You'll have to put in Cole Komet and hope he can block. Correct. Kenny, I honestly
1: don't know. We if don't he can. know, but that's what – that's why he's on the team, I would think. Well, he certainly ain't getting pass catches. That can't so lot of so. pass catches. But you do that. You you double or triple team Jadavian Clowney or Miles Garrett. Pick one, one. One of them. Pick one. Or put a
0: running back in the backfield to chip. Or, or
1: if you can't block it, screen it. Let him come at him and throw over them to your running back who's shown that he actually has some breakaway speed now. Either one of them. Even the the the, the goofy little tight end, the shovel pass thing would have worked better against that than what was there then what is an equivalent of a seven-step drop, even out of the shotgun, with the quarterback not moving? Uh, I do think Justin Fields got an awakening
0: to be like, these linemen? Oh, they're fast. They're not much
1: slower. I mean, they are right on his heels. They caught him from behind a couple of times. Well, t- big to linemen. me, that's, the, that's part of why I wanted him in the game, was to get that. I didn't want to get hit nine times 15 or 15 times, times 15 or whatever it was. That's obviously nobody wanted that, but to see at least that speed differential the next time he can get, you can actually grow from that. But with, with, with what this was, this is just, this is just total failure. Now, what will happen? They'll probably get the start against Detroit. They'll probably do some of the stuff we're talking about. They'll look semi-okay We'll, we'll we'll say, okay, Matt, all is forgiven. And then when the schedule really gets hard, we're going to do this again. What this is, is deja vu. Yes. This, this is, is deja this vu. Is, it's the Trubisky thing all over it. It is. Because Ryan Pace,
0: I think, genuinely, I, look, I'm not saying he doesn't know football. He clearly knows
1: football. He wouldn't be in the position that he is if he no, didn't know but, football. But he relies on what he used as a scout, which were tangibles and ceiling, and measurable. Well, not even that. Not even that. I feel like he sets a plan. He sets a plan in place of
0: like, this is where I want the Chicago Bears to go, right? And that's that place. And he sets up for that plan in place. And then, then he gets a curveball thrown at him. The Khalil Mack thing fell in his lap. And now he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now we got Khalil Mack. Now we got to change things. Now we got to rush Trubisky's progress where I wanted him like three years down the road to grow and develop into that. Now, no, we need to start now because we can win. Now we're like, okay, Trubisky didn't work. Now we're just gonna get Andy Dalton. We're gonna figure it out. A couple of years down the road, and then the draft happens, and then Justin Fields falls in your life and you're like, no, 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 no. Now we gotta win right now. It's like, no, take <coughs> your damn time. Take him, progress him over two, three years, whatever. Oh, I don't, no, you don't
1: need. You don't need two years. You don't need two years. Yes, this year. Start
0: him next year. That was my thing when we drafted him. This roster's not ready. Clearly, this roster's not ready. This not line, ready.
1: Not ready as currently assembled. But
0: that's what I'm saying. They can't do it in a draft. This roster needs turnover. It needs a whole new offensive line. It needs a bunch of new wide receivers. You you need it takes time. you need to do
1: some things to time. to make it tangible to at least let that calibrate the most frustrating thing for me is there was no calibration that really happened. Cause he had no time, but I still, I, given what this season is going to be or what, you know, it still comes back to if you can scheme it better, it's still better to have him out there learning something. Now, again, if he's going to get creamed like this, no, I don't want him out there. If he's That's gonna what Nick Foles like is. It still there. Well, for. throw him out there. Good luck with that. You're going to talk and, about and, some ugly. Hey,
0: to be fair, I just want to point this out. I know we're running kind of close up on you're time. Yeah, so I, I do want to say this though. As I don't blame Justin Fields for no. anything that happened on Sunday. That there's a lot that's out of his control on this. To be fair, that being said, you're now an NFL quarterback. You went to Ohio State. You playing some big games. Six for twenty. It's not great. You gotta, you
1: gotta get something. Well, you could also, you almost wonder was was the thought of my God, he can't throw a pick, otherwise he's gonna get his you know benched in his head. And if that's the case, you got to get that out of your head right now. Sure, you know, throw the ball into the windows, take some chances. Obviously, bad things are can still and probably will happen, but you can't just take all the punishment for not for trying to be conservative can't do that. I mean, and, and that's part of the calibration too. I think and I, I know he himself
0: puts pressure and I know he says he's got to be better. I mean, well, he's, he's not winning this game. I get that. There's a lot of things going around and that's fine, but still. You could have
1: put Tom Brady back there and I don't think it was a whole lot better. You, you Right. Oh, well that leads to a whole other point,
0: which I'm going to try to squeeze in here real quick. Um, is a lot of people are saying well you can't ruin a good quarterback a good quarterback's going to be a good quarterback no matter what
1: Oh no you can. you can Lies
0: you can Lies because totally can I, Look whether you like to believe it or not Justin Fields went to Ohio State. You got to be pretty darn good to start at Ohio State. Sam Darnold went to USC. You got to be pretty good to start at USC. These are good quarterbacks. Sam Darnold went to a horrible Jets team and was awful. Guess what? Goes to Carolina. Guess what? I think a 4-0 right now they're better they're doing fine
1: put good quarterbacks in good situations well look at look at Stafford and la I mean there's there's a prime now I granted yeah look at look at that that was a guy who was a marginal dude who you kind of thought the book was out on him that if you could pressure him he'd make a mistake yeah he'd come he'd, he'd do these kind of weirdo comebacks but it was Detroit
0: look Tom Brady's the goat Right. He's the best quarterback of all time. He also played with the best tight end of all time, arguably. He played with the best wide receiver of all time, arguably, in Randy Moss. He plays with Antonio Brown and all of the weapons that he has now in Tampa Bay. Like they put teams around him for him to be successful. He takes advantage of it. Oh yeah. But teams, Peyton Manning. Yeah. I get I could throw to Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and (laughs) they catch it.
1: Like, come on! Like you put no, you got you got you got, have, you got to have some complimentary pieces, and they'll be successful. But Let's the not... way the way you start it is like you are, you've hinted at it, is you start and you work from the line out, not from yes. the outside in. Hundred percent, yes. Which is the path it seems they've tried to no, take. No, the trenches are where football. Oh, is Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It has been, will be until it's no longer the game we know, but. Yeah, I mean so yeah, I'm I'm of the camp you can fire everybody now. I still think Justin Fields can still be really good or great. I'm just terrified I don't that want... this is
0: that great quarterback that's going to be ruined by a terrible team goes somewhere
1: else and then just dominates. Him or just and...
0: or unfortunately for him just not realize his full potential anywhere.
1: Well, which would be awful. Yeah, I mean we're going to we're going to see in the next Next week or two. We're both
0: agreed that we think Justin Fields is the real deal. Yes. And he
1: can have
0: a wonderful, great future. Please, Chicago Bears
1: organization,
0: get your stuff together and figure this out. Yes,
1: figure something out. Whether it is scheme, whether it is personnel, whether it is working the phones and finding, you know, I, I can't believe that when all these other players get cut, these marginal guys that get cut, that play linemen, for other teams that you can't find something better than a 39 year old who's probably over the hill and i think we'll leave it there <laughs> thank god we have the lions next week yeah there we go so we're gonna re-rack come back we get into something else we'll still talk some football but it'll be the college variety
0: and the local variety okay so we got a lot of the anger out of our system after the last segment. So uh, we're just going to come in um, with some college football and some local prep sports to start the next segment here. Uh, Northern Illinois gets back on a winning uh, winning way here beating the uh, University of Maine. Mac attack. Yeah, 41-14. Um, hey, NIU needed the win after that shellacking that they took at Michigan. So great for NIU. Uh, Northwestern, uh, similar, <laughs> she plays Ohio, gets a 35-6 to 6 win. Uh, nice, soft um, schedule for Northwestern. Ohio mod? Mm-hmm. Wow, there's a reference. And then Illinois uh, goes to Purdue, plays a very good Purdue team so far this year. And takes a thirteen to nine l at Purdue, uh, which honestly is a good effort from Illinois, quite honestly. Uh, but they still fall to one. First and four.
1: year coach rebuilding program.
0: Yeah, so they fall to one and four, uh, not great. But the big the big game around here on uh, Saturday was Notre Dame Wisconsin at Soldier. Field. There was
1: actually decent football being played on the lakefront. Yeah, it was in uh, Soldier Field believe it or not not by your beloved field actually
0: looked halfway decent and uh chicago fire actually played on the field sunday too so it got some decent action but um no wisconsin uh, notre dame i i don't know about you drew but i was actually surprised at the outcome of this 41 13 win for notre dame the way they'd been playing i didn't think they had this in them
1: it was a closer game until the fourth quarter and actually notre dame at one point was down uh 14 to 10 or no 13-10. 13-10. And then uh, the third stringer quarterback just decided to light it up, and the defense came to play, and turnover, turnover, and they 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 really made the Wisconsin quarterback uh, run around for his life, kind of look familiar, yeah. <laughs> except on the other other, the other side of it. So, um, yeah, defense can help you is definitely stay in a game, and they broke it open late, and congratulations to Notre Dame. I don't know if this moves the needle on – you know, are they really a contender again for the playoff, 4-0? It's a okay. signature win. It's a good start. It's a good signature win. It's probably the best win They'll they've had. They'll have more um, opportunities to prove it later on down the line. When well, they get that Florida State win
0: gets worse and worse and well, worse. and that's the problem. They got smoked again by uh, Louisville.
1: So. But, and, and I don't know if I necessarily want to see Notre Dame back in the playoff where it's where it hasn't gone well. Um, I'd rather see them get a decent to good bowl game and have some fun. Let them, let them play like Auburn, or let them
0: play uh, USC. Or They play USC. Uh, let them play, what other Big 12 school can I throw out there? That would be interesting. Oregon. That would be an interesting matchup. Yeah.
1: Oregon, not, not Oklahoma.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, they can play whatever's left of the Big 12 after whenever they move. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati. Um, moving on to some local prep sports uh, before we get back into the Chicago stuff. Um, Eisenhower played Shepherd, Shepherd's homecoming and Shepherd balled out 27 nothing win um over Eisenhower for Shepherd. Uh Brother Rice uh beat Salle 44-14. Uh
1: Richards knocked off Oakland. Yeah, you knew whoever was going to be the next up after the the bad loss to Loyola. It yeah, that, a, that that shootout that Brother Rice and Loyola w- had was going to was going to was going to pay. Yeah. So De LaSalle, I think you were just kind of on the wrong end of the schedule there.
0: Yeah, uh, Richards uh, beat Oakland 33-13, Battle of Oakland, right there. Um, Maris beat Marmion 38-13, similar to what Drew just said. It's coming off of a, a loss. Yeah. Um, very SEC schedule like <laughs> you have your tough game followed up with a cupcake, and that's kind of what they did. Uh, Evergreen Park squeaked one out against Argo 14-13. And Drew, we had a monumental upset over the weekend.
1: I don't even know what is St. Ignatius's like mascot.
0: Oh, that's a good question. Are they like
1: the fighting friars or something. No, that's, no, that's somebody Fenwick else. That's Fenwick is the friars. Um, but anyway, they defeated the mighty Max of Mount Carmel. Yeah, the Mount Carmel uh, Caravan caravan, yeah, lost 27 to nothing. My gosh. I mean, so if you don't know, Mount Carmel is a perennial powerhouse. Donovan McNabb played high school ball there. Uh, Kevin Garnett, the Wolfpack, I think went went Mm -hmm. to uh, school there and played basketball and football. Um, When I was at Brother Rice, uh, the thing I knew about Mount Carmel, we actually beat them my freshman year, which was, again, a huge upset. And the first thing that I was told when I got there was we were up seven to nothing. And I'm like, oh, cool, we're up. And three different people said, you do realize what that means, don't you? And I said, what? I was like 14 at the time. you are like, we haven't scored a touchdown against them in like 10 years. Wow. So that's Man. the level of upset. This is Appalachian state level stuff. It really is.
0: Uh, St. Ignatius is known as an academically based yes. school. They're very smart people. Uh, not the athletically. This is the nerd beating the jock over the head with the punch bowl. Yes. And, uh, if you were watching college game day, uh, for the Notre Dame, yeah, game, they had a poster with a score. Cause you gotta, you gotta get in your punches while you can. Uh, but this was a program defining win for St. Ignatius for yep. sure. Um, I just can't believe the score 27, nothing blows my mind, but um yeah upset of the season probably i can't imagine a bigger oh one no it,
1: you probably won't see it unless something like dramatic happens in the state playoffs like a 16 beats a one um yeah i don't see anything it, much bigger than that. Weird. uh moving on uh we're gonna go
0: back to some chicago sports uh the chicago sky we've covered them a little bit through throughout the
1: the, the, the team that just refuses to die yeah. I actually like this. Like It's like NCAA tournament run is kind of what they're a doing. A little bit, yeah. Win and move on, lose and go home. And they just keep winning, baby.
0: Yeah, the first two rounds of the WNBA playoffs are a little weird in that they're single-game eliminations. And then when you get to the semifinals, that's when you start the five-game series. Um, but the Chicago Sky clinched the sixth seed a while ago. They were one of the first teams to clinch their seed in the playoffs. Uh, they were 16-16 and 16 going in. So, you know, uh, mediocre. They had that one. They started off really bad because Parker was out, and then they kind of got hot on a run and and made it look a little bit better. Uh, They beat Dallas in the first round, 81-64. I watched a little bit of that game, and, you know, Parker had a good game, 11 points, 15 boards, 7 assists. But to me, the standout is Vandersloot. She was outstanding as a point guard. And she shook a couple people. Get to the rim. Really great basketball. Don't sleep. I, 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 most people don't watch the WNBA, and these playoff games had sparse attendance and
1: whatever. There no, is no the fundamental basketball is actually some really
0: wonderful good. basketball being yeah. played, and VanderSloot is a standout for me. I mean, she talk was about
1: fun, fundamentals, defense, offense, positioning, and shot making. Yeah, just some awesome
0: shot making. So uh, VanderSloot had 17-8-6 and six in that particular game. Then they went on and they played the Minnesota Lynx in round two, and the, the Lynx are a little bit better uh, record. I think they were the three seed in the playoffs. Um, ended up beating them 89-76. VanderSloot, again, had a great game, 19-5-5. Five, five. Um, Parker did not have a, a particularly great game, but they still pulled it out. They beat the Lynx. Uh, but, however, now... Now, they're in the semifinal. You're in a five-game series, but they get the number one-seeded Connecticut Sun, who's something like 26-5 and
1: or something like that on the year. Now you find out. Now you find out how good you really are. You can't run from the elite, you know, for all of it. This one will be a much harder series. I'm not
0: saying they can't.
1: I'm not saying they can't, but it's just... No, but I mean, momentum is at least on their side. Has the Sun had to play anybody? This is their first game, so they've been off for like a week. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's rest versus rust, and... You know, if you can get, you maybe yeah. steal a game. It's a short series; it's only five games. So you really, you're going on the road. Your objective is to take one out of two and then hold serve. They at actually home. play better on the road this year. They have a
0: better oh, road record know. than home. So yeah, you never know. But hey, they're playing on ESPN too. Go check out the games. Watch them. Support them. Uh, some pretty, some pretty great stuff. So, um, the Chicago Bulls had some news this week as well. Uh, unfortunately, Patrick Williams uh, badly sprained his ankle. And we'll miss four to six weeks.
1: Can't we just have an off season where they don't have one of their main dudes have to do this? Why? Why, why, why?
0: So Patrick Williams and Kobe White are both coming off injuries oh. to start the season. If you remember, Kobe White had the shoulder surgery back in like June. At least uh, that was timed well. Yes. Uh, the Bulls did get four players ranked on ESPN's top 100 players. Lonzo Ball came in at number 57, DeMar DeRozan at 45, Vucevic at 39, and Levine 33. Honestly, I think uh, Vuce and Levine are ranked a little low for my liking, personally. I... I'm shocked
1: DeRozan is 45.
0: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, but Vuce is probably the... You know, top five big man in the NBA. Well, I and, mean, the
1: bottom line is, it, to me, this is all subjective. So, go out, prove it on the court. You'll be ranked higher. So there and, you go. And
0: watching their media day today, uh, that's essentially what the message was from from um, top down. From top down, everybody was chirping that same message of like, no one thinks we can win. We gotta, we gotta earn our respect. We gotta earn that respect around the league. Uh, I think Zach Levine, from what he was saying. I think the Olympics really put a light. Um, That can help? Really just set a fire underneath him that I think. I know it's worked in like Canadians for hockey.
1: I sure hope it works for the USA in basketball. I think he'll play
0: a, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, but I think he'll play a higher level of defense, which will help just generally. Uh, I think he'll take a more of a leadership role after playing with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant and all of these guys and kind of learning what winning looks like because um, he has I always
1: thought one of the things that defined Jonathan Taves, who you basically say is one of the best leaders that this town has has seen um was the world juniors and going as like a 16 17 year old and, and you know the world juniors are under 20. Um, so yeah he and having that experience of playing with the older guys, playing with guys um and, and learning and, and living with them and watching how they 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 did it and then learning it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same type of thing. I mean, it's what it sounds like. So, it, it's it's plausible. It can definitely happen. I, I hope it does.
0: I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I'm kind of excited for the bull season. I'm kind I'll of be watching.
1: I'll be watching the first few. You know, I'm 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 more of a of a show it to me before I commit emotionally approach, but I'll, I'll be watching.
0: Um, I will transition from the Bulls to actually the Ryder Cup. Uh, which Drew and I both took an interest in this weekend. Uh, Drew, just, Drew watched a little bit more of it than I did.
1: While playing golf.
0: <laughs> while playing golf. Yes, we literally had the phone set up on the golf cart while we were
1: playing. It's Now, it, look, I understand that sometimes, especially like if your significant other walks in the room and they watch you watching golf, they're probably going to say something like, oh, God, this is so boring. The one – now, golf on TV can – for for like if you play the game and you're into it and you're watching it for that and you're looking for pointers there's ways to make that entertaining but there's a lot of it that's kind of really not all that dramatic except maybe maybe the last rounds the Ryder Cup is not that the Ryder Cup is twenty five thousand people around a, a hole of golf screaming their heads off yep. for no reason other than for country pride and the golfers interact with it much the, more than the they do on a regular tournament. come out of their shell and they encourage it. I never knew Tony Finow could get 25,000 people to stand up and cheer. Justin Thomas Justin was it. Justin Thomas could too, do yeah. it. Jordan Spieth. This turn, the Ryder Cup makes Bryson DeChambeau popular again.
0: that's that's hard to do. Yes. Hard to do. And well, Kepka for that matter, yes. I think people are
1: kind of over their whole thing, but yeah. yeah. I, I think both of them actually got along and played well. Um and and boy, my god can that dude hit a drive. But 417 yards, people. To to me, the shot – that that's not even the shot of the tournament. The shot of the tournament is Jordan Spieth on the 17th hole on Friday when he hits a shot that anybody who's played golf has been in a bunker that's impossible to get out of. And this dude hits the – he's basically up against a 90-degree vertical. Like a sheer rock. Correct. And how he manages to – Bounce the ball off his club or whatever he did, but the ball goes 75 feet straight up in the air and just enough angle to get, and then come straight down and land three feet from the hole.
0: That's why they get paid. Yeah, I know. That's why they get paid to do it. I
1: hit a good drive and my ball disappears into oblivion and we still haven't found it. Even though it was right down the middle of the frickin' fairway.
0: He still hasn't let go of that. No. I like that ball. Uh, yeah, no, the Ryder Cup, I, from the what I watched, just some great golf being played, some great golf shots.
1: And, and the U.S. embraced, I thought the the captain did a really good job of deploying. Like one of the fun things about the Ryder Cup is you have a, a retired golfer as like the team captain who picks, who plays uh, in, in a different format. So they play a bunch of different formats in the Ryder Cup uh obviously the the main part is sunday if you watch sunday you see the singles matches so that's you know best straight up straight up match play everybody kind of sees that it's the friday and saturday rounds that is kind of different because you can play there's two foursome uh ways you can play you can play alternate shot which is dan hits the driver i hit the second shot dan hits the third shot and then i hit the the, try to put it that's really hard to do. You have to really know your your, your partner, yeah, as well as your opponents, really. Um, and then you can play what's called better ball, which is if Dan hits a four and makes par on a par four, and I somehow ma- miracle make birdie, my birdie counts, and, and then you line it up against the other two guys, yeah. and, and you see who's better. Um, the U.S. historically has been awful in the foursomes, especially when it comes to alternate shots. Uh, they learned how to do it this tournament and it basically was, they walked away with it. They actually scored the most amount of points ever in a Ryder cup in the modern format, 19, you need 14 and a half to win. They got 19.
0: Yeah. The largest mm-hmm. margin of victory. 10 modern, point yeah. victory is a ton. Yeah. That's that's massive. But- so, I
1: mean, you go back to what 99, when um, the the U S was down 10 to six going into the final day and storm back. They only won by two points. They won 15 to 13 mm. in that Ryder Cup. And that took a gargantuan miracle effort to even get that. This was 19 points. Yeah, I mean, you look at their roster though and how could they not?
0: I mean, they had Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson.
1: Well, and- you've seen yeah. when they've had Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson in his prime and yeah. um Yeah, that's true. You know, other guys and they and they, Europe usually brings uh, Europe brought the number one player in the world. John John Rahm showed up. Who did well? He played he well. Played. He he was one of the, the bright spots. for. And there were some other Europeans who played some good rounds, but they just were up against Buzzsaw. And the U.S. team got...
0: Patrick Cantley is one of the hottest golfers right yes. now for America. He just won the Tour Championship. He's won like two tournaments in a row. Talk about this. getting
1: him fully calibrated to it. Um but it, it, coming off of an is, Olympic win. It is fun golf on TV. Um, it plays to the crowd. The crowd loves it. It Plays to them. You actually watch the golfers do and try shots that they normally wouldn't take because they really don't have anything to lose. Yeah. And and you realize how good they are. And that course would have been brutal near Chicago, by events. the way. Yes, Whistling Straits by uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Kohler, yeah, up in Kohler. Yeah. Um, we'd be we'd be dead. We'd 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 be still uh, trying to get out of the rough. Those bunkers are brutal.
0: I would have hit at least one in the lake. Yeah. Uh, but Saw one of those. And not like a small lake. We're talking Lake, lake Michigan. Lake Michigan. Yeah. It's right on the lake there. Uh, yeah. Ryder Cup was fun to watch this week, and I really enjoyed that it. That
1: was probably like the bright spot of what... At least my Sunday was actually really depressing. But the Ryder Cup was at least fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of really depressing, the Chicago Cubs <laughs> went 0-6 last week.
1: Yeah, remember that whole uh, embrace yeah. the fun and all that? Yeah. Ooh. No, they're not – they're
0: – no, they're not good. They did get put up against the Cardinals,
1: and uh, Cardinals won 16 straight. The Cardinals there. are on a historic winning streak, and they just went through the Cubs.
0: Uh, yeah, they cut through them like a buzzsaw. 8-5, 12-4, 8-5 again, 4-2. So, um, yeah, that was in and out real quick. Um, yeah, we're not even going to talk. No, it's not worth getting it. into. There's, not, no,
1: there's nothing to break down.
0: Jed Hoyer said they're going to be active in free agency. Uh, we'll see what that means, if they could bring in actual quality and spend money. Do, or... do they wish
1: to start the rebuild now? Make it a three-year rebuild, one-year rebuild? We'll see. We'll That's see what happens. What all comes down to. But hey, we actually had the White Sox have clinched the American League Central. We knew that that was going to happen a very long time ago. Um, but it finally came to fruition on Thursday with a exclamation point point, seven two win against Ironically enough, the second place team in that division, the Cleveland Indians, while oh, they're still called the Indians, going to be yeah. the Guardians right now. They're still the Indians. Yep. Um, and now you're just kind of, I hope you're resting, guys. You're, if anybody has any sort of issue lingering, anything, get them rested. It's all about in a couple weeks. Rest of the games really. I of just playing down the stretch. I
0: guess Radon's gonna get a start against Cincinnati to see if he's past this arm soreness or if they are very concerned. Because where do you have a week of the season? Like, yeah. Like the playoffs are oh no,
1: they're here. coming. They're coming.
0: So you gotta get your get lineups your, and set up.
1: You you have the flexibility and everything with which to do it. Um, and that's really what's significant. Cease so just took a it line drive actu- off
0: the tricep. Yeah, and I know I saw that
1: too. And then um I thought I saw something. Yeah, the the Dylan Cease thing. Um, it was nice to see Craig Kimbrell get a couple of good innings. Oh, he uh, looked unhittable the other night yeah, against Cleveland, which oh, was mercy. Yeah, like that's what you went out and got. Oof. Yeah, give he, me that. If he can lock that in
0: for, I want to see like if Kimbrell can lock it in for the postseason and be that, that dude. Guy. Oh man,
1: yeah. Then, 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 then get excited.
0: Right now, we're projected to play the Astros in the first round. So team they can
1: hang with, team they can beat. Not easy. Not easy. None of them are going to be easy. The American League is going to be really, really tough, no matter who you get.
0: So, well, think about the National League. I think the Dodgers, if they get out of the wild card, which I assume they will against, well, the Cardinals are a hot team right now. You you don't know, but you can get it a matchup. It is,
1: it is literally a
0: lottery. Well, that's a one-game playoff, too. So that's even harder. In the, the wild card playoff is one game. Yeah, but the, and, and then the they get into Dodgers
1: that. wouldn't be in that, would they?
0: They are. They're the first wild card team.
1: Oh, because they're ch- chasing the Giants.
0: Correct. So okay. if the now if the Dodgers win, they would have the Giants in the next round because best okay. team okay. against the wild card. Those are two 100-win 100 100 teams. teams. Yeah. Woof. <laughs> and the Brewers and the Braves are just sitting there going, thank God we don't have to deal with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. at least yeah. not then. One of them
1: gets to the second round. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, National League is also full of so. – No,
1: it, it, it will be very elite teams going against each other. And you think that you have enough in the White Sox to – I think it's going to come down to if they get out of the first round. I think they're due for a run. That first that first series is going to be so much because can they step up and be in the moment and and finish off – uh, where they left off last year.
0: So, we'll see. It'll be tough. Pitching, pitching, pitching is probably going to be the key. I have faith that they can hit, especially if Tim Anderson can stay healthy in the next week <laughs> to lead off for that team. Uh, But everybody else is rolling. I mean, Eloy, Robert, Abreu are all hitting. Moncada's hitting. So, well, now we find out. Grandal. Grandal, they said he was at, what, 120- a batting average in like July, and he's up to like 240. Yeah, which 240 doesn't sound impressive. No, but from 120, but from 120 halfway through the qualifying season,
1: 120 average you have to be
0: red yes, hot, yes. which he has been
1: in the second half of the season. So he had a home run today.
0: Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, yep, yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, it, it's to me, it's all about the playoffs. And then we, we actually find out in that crucible, we finally get to settle our managerial debate. But we'll see. I'm actually, I'm rooting for them. Uh, Nothing would make me happier than to concede defeat with a world series parade. That's what I'll say. And I'll be happy to go. All right. So that is kind of the end of this. We have the bears against Detroit next weekend. If there's anything major that happens between now and then please do check out our Twitter at 40 experience one. I might be able to do more live tweeting of the game next weekend than I did this weekend. This weekend was tough. There was, it was, it got beyond fun, bad. And at that point, what's the point, you know, I don't want to do that. So I'd rather be funny when they're bad. And I couldn't even be that. I was, like I said, I, he was, Dan, Dan was texting me. I wasn't texting him back. I was in a really, really weird headspace. On I, Sunday. I wasn't
0: able to see the game live. So I'm just getting these updates of like sacked again. Sacked again, yeah. sacked again. And then I messaged Drew. And in the time I texted him, you sacked eight times? He got sacked the ninth time. That's-
1: yeah, it takes a lot to make me stop watching. And I actually stopped. So anyway, check out our Twitter at 40 Experience 1. For Dan, who is on Twitter at DanielAllen underscore 44. I am on Twitter at AFP3626. This is always fun to do. And we'll catch y'all on the next one. Thank you for joining us on the 4D Experience. If you like what you heard, please click that subscribe button and your favorite podcasting app. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.